about few weeks ago we spent um, some time here talking about the very nature of God and then um, we emphasized um, about holiness we emphasized about righteousness and we said that this is what makes up God and we also spoke about love and then we said a lot of things but um, today by the message of God I'll be um, emphasizing on um, another aspect of God okay I know I know you know about it but um, I'll not be taking much of your time actually but um, we will be well our topic for today's podcast episode is the house of God but um, our emphasis for today will be um, the omni presence nature of God okay now uh, we have come to understand that this is the ability for God to be everywhere at the same time the Bible says the eyes of the Lord runs through and through the earth okay so this is the ability of God to be able to be everywhere at the same time to be able to to see everything at the same time okay so um our emphasis will be on the dwelling place of God or the house of God and I welcome you sincerely to um, today's podcast episode. I am very blessed. I'm very happy to have you always listening to me. And I'm not taking this for granted. Please, if you're listening to this podcast episode right now, please share this podcast. Share this podcast. And then if you're having questions, please, you can drop them in the comment section and by the message of God, I will be able to answer you carefully. Please just, um, th- there's a message link attached to every podcast episode. Please use that message, the link, and I'll, by the message of God, I will, I will answer all your questions, okay? So, um... In a few minutes, I want you to understand that the Bible teaches that or taught us that. Alright, I'm, I'm not I'm not telling you that the teaching is wrong or something, okay? The Bible teaches, they, they, they touch, they taught us, and even the Bible teaches us that God reigns over the nations from his holy thrones in heaven. Obviously, that is true. Okay. The 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 heaven is a dwelling place of God and the earth is is his footstool okay now now let's have that concept okay uh there's something i want us to come into the light of okay but i'm not saying you should you know take away what you know about the dwelling place of god okay but by the message of god i am trying to by the message of god bring you into another perspective okay so in psalms chapter 47 and verse 8, the Bible says, God reigneth over the heathen. God seated upon the throne of his holiness. Okay? So let's check Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. The Bible says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Okay? 
So we are still talking about what? The heavens and the dwelling place of God and the throne of God. Okay, so Isaiah chapter 66 from verse 1 says, Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? Okay, so permit me to come in this very light. Oh, God has told you that the heaven is his dwelling place, or is his throne, and the earth is his footstool. Now, you, you mortal, you know that I love you specially, okay? You know that I have a special spot in my heart for you, okay? Now, the Bible speaking, I think, is it, is it Genesis also? No, I don't think it's Genesis. I've forgotten the scripture right now, but I will get it much later. He said, um, who, art, who is man that thou art mindful of him? Who is that son of man that you, you take so much delight in, okay? So God is now, because of the peculiarity of, I mean, everything we share, everything I share with the Lord, okay? The Lord is not asking, where is the house that you have built for me? Where is my place of rest? Okay. Now, God is talking to you. Where? See, a lot has been going on and that is what I want to take my time to tell us. So, it has now come to a point where God is no more living in a house. Okay. It has now come to a point where the Lord is no more living in a fixated place. Okay. Follow me and you'll be blessed. So, let's check Hebrew chapter 4 verse 16. He said, let us now therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. It makes it clear that God is omnipresent, okay? That his presence can be everywhere at the same time. So you see, that's why some churches or hundreds of churches, hundreds of gatherings, can call upon the name of the Lord at the same time and then you can sense the mighty presence of God at the same time in thousands of places you see you see for wherever two or three are gathered in my name so the, the technology is gathering in the name of God so if you're gathering outside the name of God you're on your own but whenever you are gathered in the name of God, you should be able to expect, just expect that presence, okay? So, we're, 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 if two or three shall agree on a thing, there shall be um, a performance, it shall be, an extra, um, it shall be established. Okay? So, when you are gathered in the name of the Lord, you will definitely see the presence of God. So, from the beginning of scripture, we see the presence of the Lord hovering over the earth. So, even when it seems or it's still formless or empty. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. So God filled the world with his creation and his presence and glory continues to inhabit the whole earth. You can see that in Numbers chapter 14 verse 21. So there are many examples throughout scriptures of God's presence moving on the earth, interacting with his creation. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, you can see how unique this was. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. Sorry, Exodus chapter 3 from verse 2. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden 
in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. I, I don't have time. I have so many scriptures to go through now. Let's look at um, Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 14. You can also look at 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 to 18. You can also look at Luke chapter 1, verse 35. You can also see Acts chapter 16 from verse 7. And you can also see um, Hebrews chapter 14, verse 13, which says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Okay. So Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 24, exclaimed, Can anyone hide in secret place so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. Do not I fear heaven and earth, declares the Lord. So, I just want us to understand that hmm, God is everywhere. God is omnipresent. He is. He has a capacity to be everywhere at the same time. And, and then you're still going to see that he is extremely, I mean, you're still going to see that he's extremely mighty in all the places that he is available. Like I said, I give you technology. I say, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. That is that is a truth. That is a fact. Okay. So God is with you. God is there. In as much as you're doing what you're doing in the name of the Lord. So you understand that um okay, we have established that God is in heaven. But like I said, there's something I want to bring um us into. There's something I want to I mean make us in. so the, the very question we as believers should be asking ourselves is where is God? Okay, So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, I want you to understand that God is with you. Hmm? Oh, this technology was so sweet. Please, if you're with your Bible, you can join me. Let's read um, John I promise I'm not going to take your time. Just let's let's get it right. Let's get it straight. John Gospel chapter chapter four verse twenty four. But I think we'll be reading from. We'll be reading. We we'll take our time to read from. Um, I think few verses before verse twenty four. John chapter four. Let's check from verse um nineteen or eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Okay, let's check verse 21. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when he shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. So, if you can follow me carefully, you understand that uh, the worship of God was tied to a place. Okay. The service of God was tied to a place because there was a belief, a belief system. And that belief system was that God is um, in this place. Thank God for Jesus Christ. So before Jesus Christ, God was in these places. Okay, so you could see God in the mountain. You could see God in the temple. You could see God. In fact, wherever the ark of God goes, it is believed that oh, the presence of God has has actually gone as well. Okay, so I want you to understand that Jesus Christ came to scatter that barrier okay pay attention pay attention i am not saying that the presence of the lord cannot be in a place but the question now is where is god <laughs> follow me and you'll be blessed where is god 
so, verse 22. Ye worship, ye know not what. Hmm? We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, hmm, when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such worshippers. Now, the, the hour cometh, and I'm very sorry, we are in that hour now. This is the time. We, those that are true to this profession, they will not have to go to a mountain again. They will not have to visit the temple. Please, am I saying that going to a mountain is wrong? No. Am I saying that going to your synagogues or your local assembly is wrong? But a time is coming when we don't even have to go. Now, Jesus Christ was trying to tell this woman categorically that it will be obvious that you may not actually find your temples again. Your synagogues may not be there again. The mountains may not be there again due to, um, let's say, some natural disaster, war. And obviously, the, the, the temple in Jerusalem has been destroyed for like two to three times, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so what will believers at that time do? It means that they will not even have to go and worship the Father again. But Jesus said, a time is coming. Now is. You don't need this mountain. You don't need this temple. The Father seeketh worshippers who out of truth will worship the Father in spirit. For this is the desire of the Father. So verse 24. He said, God is spirit and they that must worship must worship in spirit and in truth. So what is spirit? What is truth? This is the totality of accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and then having the Spirit of God take control of your totality. That is the truth and the Spirit. Honestly. Alright? So, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, meaning that you have accepted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and then you are totally under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So, God is with you. He is beside you, above you and inside you most especially. So God's presence and watchful care never leaves you. So if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, God is right in front of you, inviting you, drawing you and offering you love, mercy and grace that he longs to give you. So if you are unsure of your relationship with God through Jesus Christ, please, 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 you really need to take your time and then, and then, Pay attention to what I'm telling you right now. You need to first accept Jesus Christ to be able to understand. Now, it gets to a point where you have to experience the fact that God is not in a place. God is inside you. God has left being in a place. Hmm? God has left being in a location. Hmm? God is inside you. God is with you. To what degree have you utilized this technology? Alright, so the idea is that you must what accept him as your Lord and personal Savior and then give him lordship over your totality. Yes, looking up to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, meaning that your totality must be framed by God. Yes, Jesus Christ should have to be your role in everything. So, the house of God is beyond a place now. The house of God transcends a location right now. The house of God is you. For the Bible speaking in Romans chapter 
Let's look at it. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. If you have a Bible, please follow me. Romans the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable state. Why? Have you ever to ask yourself why? Why do I need to present my body holy and acceptable? You see, see, the truth is this. We talked about, like I said earlier, we talked about the nature of God, and then we are careful, or we are careful to understand and analyze the fact that one of the major attributes, the thing that makes up God is holiness, righteousness, and we also talked about love. Now, remember that there is a scripture that says that your body is what the temple of God are your way, that you should be careful to, you know, how you handle yourself because it is the temple of, of God. Pay attention. The Bible says, I beseech you by the message of God that you present your bodies holy and acceptable. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Why? Because this, your body, your body is where God now lives. Okay? And everything that is profane, everything that is unholy cannot harbor God. Okay? This is the body of God. And Jesus Christ showed us an example. I say everything that every believer or any believer on earth will want to. So be in God and with God and through God. I told you that our emphasis, our emblem should be Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ has shown us the totality of his nature. He has shown us everything he is. So anything outside the Christ, anything that we are going to do that does not depict Christ, we are of course, we are out of place. So um, the house of God is you, you that is listening to me. Now the question is, have you permitted God enough? Have you given him enough room in your heart? In your heart? Okay. Have you given him enough, enough room? Is he living comfortably? Or he just steps in and goes out, steps in? We need to pay attention and then answer these questions. Have you given Jesus enough room in your heart? Is he the controller of your life? Has he been given full authority to control the essence of your existence? I'm asking you these questions in all humility and all sincerity. We need to pay attention to whether or not God is with us. Yes. Now, by the reason of Jesus Christ, the activities that Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary, I mean the death, the burial, the resurrection, we should be careful to understand that Jesus Christ came to reconcile man back to the Father. Alright? Remember that in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8, man and God were always having a union. It was unique. And as Adam and Eve failed God, that union was broken. Now, Jesus Christ came back to bring that possibility. So, the first question, have you accepted Jesus Christ? Are you are you in the lordship of christ is god in control of your totality has the holy spirit found expression in and outside you we need to pay attention and then answer these questions then if you are able to answer this question then you will be able to be sure that god is living with you so the house of god i repeat is you 
remember that your body is the temple of God. Remember. And you have to keep it holy. You have to keep it holy. Child of God, I know that a lot of you may be having some questions in your heart. I know that there's a lot of you who are having the issues of falling and rising. And I tell you, the Lord loves you. You just need to permit him into this boat again. You need to permit him to take charge of your life again. And trust me, there is so much grace. There's so much love. And there's so much mercy available for you. All you need to do is to accept him. All you need to do is to let him reign. All you need to do is to let him lead the totality of your existence. Okay? So the idea is you should get right with God. Hmm? You should get right with God and then you have to understand where God is and you have to understand where you are. And then if you can answer the question of where God is and where you are, I think you should be able to understand your relationship with God. So where is God? Where are you? And then I think you will be able to figure out the state of your relationship with God. I repeat, where is God? Where are you? Will help you figure out the state of your relationship with God, okay? So, I want you to understand that, um, pay attention, I want you to understand that um, the relationship between you and God is important and then you should guard it with your totality. Nothing because it is costly. Yes, you shouldn't allow anything temper with that relationship. Child of God, this is all I have for you today. It's a question. Where is God? Where are you? And then, if you are able to figure that out, you understand your relationship with God, and then you will be able to tell us where God is. Yes, you will be able to tell us where the house of God is. I tell you nothing but the truth. It may look, um, it may look unreal, but this is the truth, okay? God is now resident in men. Now, the truth and the question is, have you given him enough space? There are people that are wielding God enough. I mean, oh, this was so beautiful. I will never forget Hebrew chapter 11. It was so clear. This man, the earth, the Bible says the earth was not worthy of these guys. The earth did not deserve these guys. The earth did not, did not deserve them. Yes. The earth did, did not deserve them because they they took um, the uh, they, they took God. They, God was now resident in them. That they are wonders. They took the earth by storm. All right. So we need to pay attention and then, I mean, pay attention to this podcast episode and then we'll see how to align ourselves with God once again. There's a lot to get too much deeper into it so that I will not um, be. Uh, drift out of the emphasis of today's podcast episode now the question is the house of god the podcast episode is the house of god and the question is where is god where are you okay so i said figuring out these questions of where is god where are you will help you understand the state of your relationship with god okay so let's pay attention to the podcast episode. Like I said, please share this podcast episode and then Let's see how the Lord will help us today in the name of Jesus. I pray for you today, for those of you who are far from God. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the Lord is going to make himself known to you. 
please, if you don't have Christ, you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Please, I beg you to say this prayer with me. And you are ready to take him back as your Lord and personal Savior. Please make this prayer with me, okay? Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my life. I need you more than ever before. I have been living in willful sin. I've been living in an unconscious experience of uh, of, of sin. Please, Lord, come into my life. Help me. I admit all my wrongs. Lord, I want to make it right with you. In the name of Jesus, please come into my life. In Jesus' name. All right, congratulations. The Lord is with you. The Lord has accepted you. Please, 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 please. Get serious with God. Refine your life. Refine your relationship with Him. Redefine the totality of your existence. Remember that the idea is looking up to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. So your faith becomes strong when you are consistent with Him. The Lord will help us. The Lord will cause His face to shine upon us in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for your time. Till I see you again next week. God bless you.